Ahoy there, legendary listener. Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. My name is Lauren Quellhurst, and this podcast journeys into the world of people from all walks of life. And through the power of communication, I aim to shine light on topics that will ultimately add value. It's designed to inspire, ignite, and uplift the speaker and listener through exposing the beauty that exists within the raw and the real. It's a wherever, whenever kind of podcast where you can find an episode to match your mood, the weather, or the company. If you or someone you know has a story that will add value, please get in touch and we'll aim to get them onto the podcast. So get ready for the value to come. Get set with your favorite tea or coffee for the run. And let's go. Let's dive deep, shine some light, and have some fun. And so the halo effect begins. Good morning, fellow legends. Waiting for Tom to come on and we'll add him in. And this morning we'll be talking about state. Morning, Thomas. Good morning. Good morning. It smells like. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I have the sun just coming in, and it's probably bad, but I like staring right into it. Um, <laughs> no, that's cool. And it smells like someone's had a fire, so it's got that really nice, warm, like wood smoke, like camping feel. So I feel like I'm camping at the moment, which is even more awesome. Definitely. <laughs> How are you? How's your morning been? Such yeah, a good it's morning. Been good. I've just been um, just vibing a bit to some music and um, just started writing some more slides for the Life Summit. So, um, yeah, it's funny. I was just looking up xenohormesis and I didn't realise that one of the studies I've been looking at was written by David Sinclair, who's someone that I look up to quite a lot. And I really, really want to read his book and I'm reading a study. Um, written by him which is awesome that's awesome dude what did you get yourself to get into state this morning because that'll be what we're framing our chat around state and like that if people are unfamiliar with the term like that place that you reach where you're feeling in like peak physical um state and and mental and emotional where you're really operating at your best yeah, so for me, it's, I find music is a really good way to do that. So, I mean, we've spoken about that. For me, it's like rap, hip-hop, just something with lyrics that kind of get me up and about, I guess. So um, I woke up this morning and just had a um, shower pretty much straight away. Started with warm and then finished with cold um, and then jumped on the rebounder for a bit. And that's generally when I'll chump some music in and start to pump myself up and... Um, yeah, did a little bit of a meditation, visualisation, um, a little bit of Egoscue as well, and then just went and 
um, made myself some lemon water and had some had my vitamins and stuff like that. So that's pretty much how I start the morning most mornings now. I find that that routine works quite well for me and helps me to get in that state purely because I'm doing things to sort of get my body moving, um, help help me to wake up as well. But then at the same time, I'm hydrating myself and I'm listening to things that sort of inspire me and get me ready to go out and smash the day. So it always always puts me in a good mood to listen to whoever it is, whether it be Eminem, Hilltop Chords, NF, Fearless Motivation. They're mm. probably my four go-tos. Um, and I'll just pick whatever song is speaking to me that day. Yes. And can you um just explain as well, like we know the framework in terms of getting yourself in like peak state, but just in terms of the triangle, do you want to speak to that and how that kind of fits in with your routine of how you've moved your body and what you're listening to and, and all of that? Is that the one with physiology, like your language and what's the other one? Focus. I can't remember this. Yeah, okay, so I guess, you know, physiology is a big one um, and that's something I speak about quite a lot. That's why usually whenever I'm doing a podcast with um, someone, I'll be standing because um, I've got my standing desk, I'll put that up to sort of put me in a more energetic state because you know, standing's a little bit more energetic than sitting. So physiology is a big one, you know, getting yourself in that power pose as well that Tony speaks about. That's something I'll do quite a lot um, after my rebounder and this some sort of study that they always talk about that came out of Harvard or something like that, you know, doing five minutes of power posing a day increases your testosterone by like a massive amount or something ridiculous. So mm -hmm. um, physiology clearly does have a biological, you know, payoff by doing the right things there. Um, focus as well. So, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. So if you're focusing on the right things, that's where your focus or that's where your energy is going to go. So, for me, if I'm focusing on the right things in the morning, like focusing on how my body's feeling, waking my body up, focusing on you know, empowering things I do throughout the day, how I'm going to serve people, but how I'm also going to take one step closer towards where I want to go. That's where my subconscious mind is going to go, but also my conscious mind, everything, all of my energy is going to be going there. And just, yeah, the language that you, you know, sort of speak to yourself or the way you're talking to other people, but also when you're listening to music and the language and that, you know, I'm a you know, big fan of songs with lyrics that speak to me. So, you know, I find that in Eminem, Hilltop Chords, NF and a few other artists as well, the lyrics really speak to me. So that's what sort of gets me up and about in the mornings because I've got that language of, it's almost like I've got that person on my shoulder in the back of my head, you know, basically saying, you can go out there and do this and you can, you know, smash everything out because you've got that solid base, you know what you're doing. And everything just goes from there. So that's kind of, yeah, the triangle for me, I guess. I love that. And, um, yeah, can you imagine if, like, Dave Goggins put out a um, a musical track, how how beaten you would be? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, no. Nah. Fearless Motivation, I have one with him. Um, there's, like, a whole half an hour interview of him. You can find it on YouTube. And they used to actually, um, I don't know if you could, I'm sure you would have been able to get on Spotify, but I know on Apple Music they used to have like just little short snippets of it. They've deleted them now, which I'm a little bit annoyed about because it was literally like, you know, four or five minutes with some inspirational music in the background and just Goggins talking about the cookie jar or, you know, some different mindset thing. And I often listen to that in the mornings 
um, the what if mentality is another one that you spoke about. So it's just a five minute clip of him talking about the what if mentality. Yeah. And yeah, I used to love listening to those, but for some reason they decided to delete them all. So I'm a little bit frustrated, but that's all right. There's heaps on Spotify though. Like after you sent me a message about, uh, you said the fearless motivational track, I Google, um, I Spotified it and there was, yeah. there's heaps that come up through there. And I actually oh, love it getting the different voices because I think you get like all the way from the beginning to like um, all of the modern speakers now and I feel like I tend to resonate with black voices and that that's not like anything racist I, there's something in the way that they speak that's like rhythmical and soulful and you just kind of feel captivated by them um, which surprises yeah. me with some of like the the rappers like Hilltop Hoods and NF and Eminem and stuff and I'm like they have that same kind of feel and like even when Tony speaks he's got I guess all of them have a like a passion and a grunt behind them that's like oh my gosh like you totally feel like you're them when you're listening to that song um I was going to ask uh Tom to explain that as well Joel um around the rebounding because I thought um yeah a few people listening I'm, I'm sure I have a feeling Joel already knows, but I, I don't know if that's kind of, yeah, a prompting yeah, question. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I saw that you're a great singer in the shower as well. I don't know if that's you, Joel, or if that's you, Tom. <laughs> no, that's definitely me. I'll, I'll look back Joel singing again, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, benefits of the trampoline. To be honest, I don't, I haven't really looked into it much, but I just know it has to be beneficial if there's that many people out there swearing by it. Like, you know, it's not just Tony, it's people like Ben Greenfield, Dave Asprey, and, you know, Dave Asprey brought out a book five or six years ago, I think it would be now, and he literally spoke about rebounding and how it actually creates this state of water in your body called easy water is the way they describe it i don't actually know how that's spelled i think it's just the letter e and the letter z so they just call it easy water um but it's not solid it's not liquid it's not aqueous and it's not gas so they're mm -hmm. the four states that generally you know, most things in this on this planet are in you know solid liquid aqueous or gas it's not actually that state it's a completely different state which is crazy to even think about it's similar to aqueous because it's a gel-like substance but it actually helps to hydrate your cells more than what it would in a liquid state or an aqueous state or a gaseous state so um it's interesting that rebounding does that because of the like the up and down motion i guess the shaking of the body as well they speak about how that um yeah just creates that state of water that helps you to hydrate and get electrolytes into your cells and things like that. So I guess that's the, one of the main benefits. The other one would be getting your lymph flowing, so your lymphatic system, because um, it's obviously quite a slow system too. Mm. It's, you know, it's not like the bloodstream that's in and around your body you know, a couple of times a minute or whatever. The lymphatic system's much slower than that. So I guess if you can get that to flow, you're going to be clearing toxins out of your body more quickly than what you would if you just let it do its thing on its own, I guess. It gets to speed up the process of clearing pathogens, bacteria, toxins, all those sort of substances that we definitely don't want in our bodies um, because then it's just going to cause more inflammation and that's just going to you know, take years of your life, essentially, which is something I'll speak about the Life Summit when it comes to inflammation because one of the 
key markers of longevity, I guess, is being able to increase your body in the right types of inflammation and decrease the wrong types of inflammation because mm. we want good types, for example, exercise is a good type of inflammation and the inflammation caused by exercise helps our bodies to regrow stronger and better. But if we go and eat some fried food, for example, the inflammation that causes is not going to help us to regrow stronger and better. And that's something, again, I'm, I've got a video linked for something I want to show everyone in the last summit is a link to something that Dave Asprey mentioned a few years ago when he believes that the amount of inflammation caused by eating, say, some french fries or something like that it's actually worse for you than smoking a cigarette in the short term so the inflammation yeah. from fried foods can last you know up to eight to ten hours or whatever a cigarette's only generally four to six hours if you were just to smoke one so you're actually probably better off you know rather than going through the macca's drive through to go and grab yourself a cigarette and smoke that surprisingly that's like an instant turn off for me it's like no thank you i do not want that and um back to the to the um rebounding like my my perspective on that as well because I think we were talking about it when we caught up and had coffee it was that I was saying that in the traditional Chinese um medicine side of stuff they like recommend that bouncing on the feet and they even do it in Tai Chi and so they even recommended that in um, in the seminars that we did that if you don't have a rebounder to just move up and down like kind of pumping because I think of the lymphatic yeah. system almost like if we think about arteries and veins like arteries are actively pumping but like the veins are like that passive slow um, kind of waiting there and there's like no active pressure as such it's like you know, we really have to get the lymphatic system going ourselves, And whether that's through that gentle movement, like through vibration. So like water moves best through vibration, but then there's also things like the, the cold bath and, um, or yeah, the deep plunging or the cold shower just to kind of shock the system. So it goes into a, um, when we think of our vessels constricting and expanding or dilating, it goes into like a pumping kind of action that it wouldn't normally undergo if we weren't to yeah. do those kinds of things. And I think doing it first thing in the morning as well gets your body moving. You know, it's not necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily class it as a workout, but there's a lot of benefits to movement first thing in the morning. And that's something that Robin Sharma writes about the 5am club. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, lots of studies to show that it creates um, BDNF in your body, which is brain-derived neurotropic factor, if I'm getting that right, which yeah. basically supports neurogenesis, which is basically where your brain grows, essentially, um, amongst a lot of different things, you know, balancing your cortisol levels, increasing serotonin, happy hormones like your endorphins, things like that. So he's a big advocate for doing two workouts a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, which sometimes, you know, I, do, I definitely do myself occasionally. Sometimes I don't really get the opportunity to, um, depending on how I'm feeling and work, things like that. But, you know, say if I was working from home full time, I would definitely be doing, um, yeah, two workouts a day, 100%. Yeah. And like to tag on as well to that inflammation side um, in what you eat and, and like the healthy side of stress and, and, um, 
the unhealthy side of that, I think my mind actually went to stem cells because I was looking at some research on that and some videos around it after we were chatting last night, just so I understood it a little bit better. And I think, you know, having that bioavailability of more stem cells when there is healthy inflammation in the body for that reparation and um, in the muscles and um, yeah, it'd be just super cool to start bringing that stuff into like our chats, but also like, I know that stuff will come through in the life summit and you and Josh probably have a better, um, like you like the research right into that. So yeah, we'll have to chat about it because I, I definitely get excited about it. Just sometimes like, I feel like my comprehension can be slow and I'm like, "Hmm, I don't get it until I do. And I'm like, Oh, now I get it. hundred percent. Yeah, Australia needs to catch up on the stem cell stuff because I really, really want to go to Europe and have like a you know, bone marrow or something taken out of me and so I can have my stem cells stored so that when I'm 50 or 60, I can have them put back in me and I'll have a 20-year-old's body, which, you know, Australia doesn't do it. I think the US is only just starting to dabble in it now only because people like Aspring, Greenfield and those guys are really, really pushing for it because of the benefits of it. So, um yeah, I wish Australia would do that because I'd do that tomorrow if I could. Apparently, it's a super painful process to get your stem cells out, but to have them stored away by a doctor and then you can get them injected back into you in 20, 30, 40 years' time, you know, if you're going to have a 20-year-old's body and a 60-year-old person. I'm so conflicted by that. Like, I'm, I'm in that thing of I kind of just want to age gracefully as best as I can using, like, the I guess the access that we have available to us which can you know that can include that I just can't imagine myself wanting to be my 20 year old version of me at 60 it's like you know I want to be healthy and I want to have all of those things and have you know endurance and and that but I don't want to like look anything like my 20 year old self because I'll just be like a wrinkly (laughs) mess it'll just be weird and um uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, and I also think that the way things are going as well, that it won't need to be that invasive. They're getting so... Yeah, um, they do have other techniques now as well, but yeah. they're just not as effective at this point in time anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, so then in terms of, yeah, we've, we've spoken about state in the triangle. So it's like physiology first thing in the morning combined with where focus goes, energy flows, and then language. And then, so I tend to do all of my stuff, like you mentioned, I do all that as soon as I wake up and, you know, that's on an empty stomach. And I imagine you do the same. And would you like to speak a little bit about that and why? Yeah, well, I saw a post this morning um, on fasting, actually. I'll see if I can uh, bring it up on my laptop. Hey, Reese. Because, yes, it's something I've, been doing probably the last four to five months I would say regularly um, fasting and um, let me see if I can find it yeah. um, it's a post by Dr Mark Hyman which summarised why fasting is you know good for you yeah. in a nutshell so basically um, his post and I love Dr Mark Hyman stuff he brought out a book recently called The Pegan Diet so like vegan but with a P so it's a cross between paleo and vegan and he believes mm-hmm. that's the optimal diet so you know, it's not like you're vegan where you're not eating meat and stuff like that, but it's basically 
almost similar to what I eat now with just basically single ingredient foods, mm. you know, mostly organic, things like that. But yeah. um, he basically said time-restricted eating has been shown to increase lean muscle mass, reduce inflammation and oxidative stress, repair, uh, regenerate mitochondria, which is a big one, improve cognitive function and enhance autophagy, which is also a big one. So for me, looking at those, you know, their benefits I want, if I can increase lean muscle mass, then awesome. Um, which is counterintuitive to what a lot of people in the fitness industry would think, right? They're all saying mm. you need to eat every two to three hours. You need a minimum 30 grams of protein with all of those meals. Otherwise, you're going to be you know, catabolic. You want to be in that anabolic state where your you know, cells are building and regrowing, um, getting bigger. But reducing inflammation, oxidative stress, that's one of the key markers of longevity again. Uh, repairing and re regenerating mitochondria. The more mitochondria you have, the more energy you have. Sim simple as that, essentially. So a lot of us are killing our mitochondria through the foods we're eating every single day. We're not giving our, or even the mitochondria we do have, we're not allowing it to efficiently produce energy because we're not fueling it properly. So mm. if we can eat the right foods to fuel our mitochondria and train in a way like high-intensity interval training, which is going to increase their strength but also increase their number, we're going to have more energy on the day-to-day, -day, which is what we all want, right? Like everyone wants more energy. I'm sure there's no one out there that doesn't want more energy than what they have. Yeah. Improving cognitive function, that speaks for itself. You want to be able to think and think well. And enhancing autophagy, again, that's another marker of longevity, being able to get rid of your dead, dying, underactive cells and replace them with new healthy ones. And where would you recommend for people who are kind of at that point where they're not, they don't have a good discipline around that and that they're wanting more energy and, you know, a lot of people talk, oh, I want what they have, but they kind of don't know what resources to look for or what foods to eat for them because we all have such different bodies, such different lives, different circumstances. But do you want to speak a little bit towards your discipline around eating and kind of how you came to to have the the routine i guess that you do today because i imagine that it hasn't always been the case definitely and reading dirty jeans was a big eye-opener for me again um because i was kind of i was getting better but then dirty jeans really kicked me into order and was like okay now i understand this stuff and i really do need to make these changes so yeah um I, for people that are sort of not really where they want to be or not really sure where they should be First thing, just fast for a minimum 12 hours each day. 12 hours is not hard to do. If you have dinner at 7 p.m., don't eat till 7 a.m. Yeah. That's not really that difficult to do. Are you sleeping the majority of that? With your schedule. What's that? You sleep the majority of that. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, take a smoothie with you to work or something like that if it doesn't fit in with your schedule or something, you know. Find a way, um, minimum 12 hours, even up to 16 plus, essentially. So, you know, yesterday I did an 18 hour fast. I'm currently, I've had, my last meal was at 3.30 yesterday, so I can't do the maths off the top of my head, but it's probably close to 16, 17 hours already. Yeah. Um, and then just eat single ingredient foods. So, mm. you know, if, if you think about all the foods that we eat, most of them come in a packet they've got multiple ingredients joined together with sugars or you know they have things like emulsifiers and preservatives and all these different additives to it just go to your local farmer's market buy single ingredient food like broccoli has one ingredient 
broccoli. That's <laughs> it. So if you're eating those foods, you're more likely to be in better health than if you're going to eat a muesli bar, for example. They could be classed as healthy, mm. but when you look on the ingredients, it says oh, 30 grams of carbohydrates, but only 6 grams of sugar. But then you look in the ingredients, it's got corn syrup, rice syrup, maltodextrin, all these other things that they don't have to put on the packet as sugar that are sugar. And maltodextrin, for example, is actually not a simple carbohydrate, but it is faster digesting than sugar, meaning it's a higher GI carbohydrate than sugar, which I only learned yesterday when I was writing my slides for the life summit because I didn't, I knew that maltodextrin was a fast absorbing carbohydrate, but I didn't realize it's going to spike your blood sugar more than what um, actual sugar does. So those foods are not foods that we're supposed to be eating. So if you are going to eat carbohydrates, go and eat some broccoli because that's still carbohydrates, right? Your sweet potato and your potato and your starchy vegetables can be okay, but I'd still limit those where you can, um, especially in potatoes. They still spike the blood sugar quite high. And probably, I forget where I heard this, but someone said recently on a podcast I was listening to, the most important thing when it comes to longevity is keeping your blood sugar low. Mm. But if you think about our diets today, we're just consuming so much sugar and so much hidden sugar, like I mentioned with the corn syrups and the rice, rice syrups and all those sort of things. So if you shop at your local, local farmer's market, there's no candy aisle, there's no fridge with ice creams in it, there's no aisle with you know packets of chips and things like that. There's your fruit, there's your veg, there's your grass-fed meats, that's all there is. So if you do 95% of your shopping there, you're not going to be tempted to buy those foods that aren't good for you. And that's all you're going to have in your pantry and in your fridge when you get home is those foods. So that's all you can possibly eat. Like, for example, you know, yesterday being Anzac Day and watching the footy and stuff, historically that's been a day where I've kind of just let myself go. Um, and it always takes me back to, you know, 2009 when I was there and I saw Essendon win by five points, you know, just before the final siren. Amazing day. And, we're at the MCG and, you know, we're eating pies because that's what you do when you're at the MCG, right? And there's people walking around with the 4 and 20 pies and, you know, it was just like the thing that everyone does when you're at the footy. So when I've been watching it at home, when I haven't actually been in Melbourne to watch it live, it's been something I've tried to reconnect with and I'll just go and, you know, buy some pies and chuck them in the oven to try and, you know, reminisce on that feeling, I guess. Mm. Um, but yesterday... You know, I didn't have any of that stuff in my freezer or in my fridge or anything like that. So there was no way I'm going to eat that. I think for lunch, all I had yesterday was some broccoli and some carrots because that's pretty much any food I've got left. Um, I need to go to the shops and get some stuff, but I can't be bothered going out while we're in lockdown. <laughs> but that's all I had to eat. So I wasn't snacking on something that wasn't good for me. That's all I had to eat. That's all I possibly could eat, essentially. That's a really important point because I know that when I don't have things in the house, I just don't think that it's there and I know that it's not there. So I don't have that craving for it. Whereas when I'm, when I know it's in there, I'm like, well, I better finish that whole jar and I better finish that whole block. So I don't crave it. And it's like, it's that kind of, you know, mindset of getting out of, oh, like, um, I'll just have a little bit here and there. And it again, creates these little habits. And it's so cheeky and, um, and, and something that I found really interesting because I reckon you would speak to, you know, food combining and stuff. So like single ingredient foods where a lot of traditions talk about 
how it's really bad to combine dairy and meat, whereas some cultures really have a lot of dairy in their in their diet and that works for them and some cultures have a lot of meat and that really works for them like they don't have you know the diseases that we kind of have whereas I feel like Australians we we have absorbed like all of the cultures cooking so like I love almost every single food and I, I would love to you know like mix it up and mix things in because certain flavors go really well together but at the same time I know that our bodies probably aren't made to digest like dairy and meat at the same time or just even like some sort of fruits with dairy can be really um it doesn't actually digest that well in the body uh, and that's I'm just speaking on my terms in terms of Ayurveda so like whenever I have fruit that's cooked in ghee with with um digestive spices like cinnamon yeah ghee's great um I know that like people who are, are vegan and all of that they don't they don't take that because it's come from unsalted butter but essentially it's just the clarified butter part of it and it's it's basically an oil it's like my favorite thing I could talk about ghee for like the rest of my yeah. life um. yeah that's um it's an interesting point you make actually there's a, a book i want to read i think it's called the blue zones or something like that which you know is writing about why the people in the blue zones live longer than anywhere else on earth and i think yeah combining foods is an interesting one um because i have heard a lot of different things like you shouldn't eat carbs and fats together it should only be protein and carbs or protein and fats which i don't necessarily agree with um there might be a time and a place for it but for example you know i'm sure in a lot of cultures people would be having some sort of fruit with you know an avocado as well which is high in fat so there's mm -hmm. going to be carbohydrates and your fats together um or even you know things like coconuts you know say if there's some people that you know back when you hunter gatherers or whatever you might come across some um, berries and some fruit and then you cut a coconut off the tree and you're all eating that together that's going to be carbs and fats together so it's yeah I, like i said i haven't looked into it enough i would have to research it more but to me it doesn't always make sense as to why people say that necessarily mm. um but yeah i think it's just important to just if you're going to combine foods so don't you know don't count a muesli bar as a combined food just because it's got a whole heap of shit added together, essentially. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll have to research that one more and um, yeah, just find out why people talk about that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think combining foods is, like you said, it's a part of culture. So, you know, I guess in your Asian style places, they're going to have a lot of stir fries where they're combining rice with meat and veg and sauces spices and all sorts of things like that which yeah. is pretty cool and they all work together so things like turmeric and black, um, black pepper yes. go together to increase totally. the bioavailability otherwise you're not going to be getting the benefits of it so yeah combining can be good but i think you, you just need to pick the right times to make sure it's unprocessed yeah a hundred percent because there's so much there's so many things like i can get lost in packaging and they can label things really organic now and it doesn't have to be passing that highest standard to be termed that um but something organic sugar organic even actually so I picked up a patient 
when I was still working as a paramedic in Tassie. And this patient particularly just, I don't know why they stuck with me in my head. Like, and I was just asking them about life and things as I normally do. They're probably sick. And I was like, don't tell me about the bread. Um, but they said they used to work at a bakery back in the day. And they said, literally, we knew every ingredient that went into that bread. And they said, that's not the case now. Like any bread can basically be termed as organic. Yeah. Um, and it's not. It's not coming from these sources that we we know where. And it's it's kind of crazy. It's like, wow. Like, because I know how much branding um, is such a, it's such a catcher for me and and I'm someone who I'd consider would like educate myself on things. And I still get sucked into stuff like that, knowing that um, it might not even be true, but it's like, oh, but somehow I feel better taking that one. It's, it's so bizarre. Yeah, well, flour's worse for you than sugar, believe it or not, in terms of the way it spikes your insulin and things like that. So wow. white bread, you'd be better off having a Coke than white bread, to be honest, because of the high GI index of it, it literally will cause your blood sugar to go through the roof. And um, I heard about that in a podcast the other day, them saying, you know, you'd be better off having an all sugar diet than an all flour diet. And oh. just yesterday when I was making my slides, I looked up GI and it basically had you know, flour, bread, um, malted extra, and then sugar in terms of some of the highest GI foods out there. So yes, sugar is a problem and I'm not saying we should um, we should be having it, but we also need to watch our flour intake too. In things mm. like breads, um, I guess cereals probably come into that boat as well. A lot of them are really high GI because of the sugar that's in them, amongst other things. You know, they're classified as health foods. You know, like huge grain or whatever. It's Iron Man food or whatever they call it. But there's next to no nutritional benefits from it, other than it being fortified with added. Um, minerals and things like that to it but at the same time a lot of cereals are high in mulch toxins which we wouldn't actually realize we can't see the mold on there but you know molds are toxin that um getting back to what we we're talking about before with the mitochondria kills your mitochondria it also reduces the efficiency of your mitochondria so eating those processed foods that are high in mulch toxins which you would never know is going to actually sap you of energy when mm. they're marketed as something that's going to give you energy which is very counterintuitive and paradoxical to what you think you're actually getting with the cereal you're buying with the flour side of things i'm curious too because in in some of the things that i cook um in terms of it being ayurvedic <clears throat> i make like buckwheat and spelt pancakes which has just that with water and that's different yeah and then I also use like chickpea flour to make chapatis and add like cumin yeah. seeds so it's just I think it's more so like that white processed flour that yes. that we're pointing out 100%. that message to so it's like not all flowers just in case people are listening like yeah. oh, I'm fucked <laughs> yeah definitely well I think um Dr Mark Hyman's favorite meal at the moment is these Himalayan buckwheat pancakes or something that he's been making which he says is exclusively you know the recipe is exclusive to the vegan diet book which is one of the reasons i want to read it just to get that recipe because um, there's this strain of buckwheat that only grows in like the himalayas or something like that which is um a really really sort of low gi but high nutritional um 
buckwheat that you can turn into the flour, which you can then turn into pancakes and things like that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, because of the sort of hostile growing conditions, that's where the xenohormesis comes into it as well as producing those polyphenols, which are good for you that actually, um, I've got that study up here, I think, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, or did I go off it? I can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah, here. So, um, you know, xenohormesis, Xenohormesis is basically when, you know, a plant has, yeah, I, how do I explain it? <laughs> Growing conditions that aren't ideal, I guess, and it causes the plant to be under stress. So, for example, you know, a plant that might grow in a desert or something like that where it's under constant stress because it's not getting the water it needs. It's getting plenty of sunlight, if not too much sunlight. You know, conditions like that where it's under stress all the time. It produces polyphenols, which is a chemical that's really, really good for us. Um, you know, examples of those are resveratrol, amongst other things. And basically, these stress plants, um, just pretty much reading straight up, they activate enzymes in our body, which are directly correlated to extending our lifespan. So mm. if we're eating those foods, we're going to live longer. Yeah. Um, you'll, you really have to get onto the breath book too, because there's another side of like, um, foods and, um, facial structure and the way that like our, our faces are able to take in oxygen, but also like the foods that we eat, like what you're talking about with what you said in, in terms of grabbing like broccoli or meat or whatever it is, or, or nuts and seeds where we're actually required to bite and digest and use yeah. the muscles so like that side of things I find interesting because he did studies between different cultures and he said all of the ones that lived the longest were the ones who had like the really like defined facial structures and they had very strong um like masseter muscles and like which is like yes. that where they're where, where people are chewing so if like you just if yeah you're watching this later or just clench your teeth and you feel that like bubbly kind of muscle there. Um, so if we're eating really like crappy food, um, it's it's usually pretty soft most of the time or like yes. it's you just kind of can swallow it. Um, yeah, so you don't even get that benefit of like releasing. So like by chewing down, that also releases stem cells, I learned. So it's like, wow, that's so right, cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, stem cells are just, I feel like we're just you know, scraping the surface of where we can go with those as well, totally. um, which is kind of scary and exciting at the same time. Like, I was thinking about this the other day and I was listening to um, a couple of Joe Rogan podcasts, which probably aren't a good influence on my thoughts here, but <laughs> I would not be surprised if countries like, you know, Russia or, you know, somewhere where they literally have human clones in labs, like, I feel like that's something that is very possible and countries like that would probably do it but keep it under wraps because it's clearly not ethical to be doing. Um, but I would not be surprised, even if, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the US did it, to be honest. Like, I feel like there's a lot of places that would do it and I do believe that it's, it's possible. Um, so, yeah, and I guess that kind of, comes back to stem cells with where we can go with things. If we can literally clone another human body, then you know that could 
potentially solve a lot of the health issues out there because we'd have a perfectly healthy heart to transplant or blood mm. to transplant and things like that. But it's also, you know, scary where things can go with it if it all goes wrong. Have you ever watched Black Mirror? No, I haven't. There's like a whole heap of different um, episodes in it and none of them are linked to each other, but the whole series is called Black Mirror. And it's, some of them are really, really like bizarre and a bit hard to watch, but a lot of them on there are so, they're almost George Orwellian in terms of being futuristic and you go, that stuff's already happening. Like what you're talking about, like that stuff's in an episode where like they have either a clone of a person or they have, you know, a partner who's died, but then there's some sort of system where they can order the body like they can order a body to kind of bring them back to life, but they they use all of the recordings to say, you died and I, I could send in all of these recordings of you to get your voice. So yeah, weird. interesting. So weird. Yeah, you'll have to get on it. There was another um, documentary that I wanted to recommend to you that was like an Eminem one. I think it's called The Defiant Ones and it's like got Dr. Dre and stuff. I'm not sure if you've yeah. seen it. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 It's like a oh, four part. Is that on Netflix? It is, yeah. Um, cause I think I've seen it pop up. Yeah, when you come yeah, down this way, we'll it. have to, if, yeah, if you don't get on it up your way, you'll like come down and we can definitely watch it because I just love that kind of stuff where you're learning about real people and it's just like just kind of understanding the real person behind either the artist and I feel like this has gone on a tangent but I'm like that's where my mind went always <laughs> back to Eminem's. voice yes totally it was just like yes food and also Eminem and rap so how did we get here <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I don't know where I'd be without that music, to be honest. Uh-huh, totally. Um, so then in terms of like, yeah, we did speak about the triangle, like if we do wrap it up back to there. So like I know you said, I feel like you said to me at one point that, you know, meditation isn't something you've always been drawn to, but when you were talking about focus and energy and language, you were saying you do your meditation and visualization practice. And um, yeah. I would love to hear what you're doing at the moment and what that kind of looks like for you, whether it's more active or whether it's very passive. Yeah, so I've kind of combined three things into one where I'm doing that. So my current way of, I guess it's meditation, but I'm not doing it in the typical sense of the word where I'm trying to you know, think about nothing or anything like that. I do my visualization process as my meditation, essentially. So mm -hmm. I'll actually sit in that Egoski position with my feet up and my back on the floor. Yes. Um, I'll chuck some music in and then I'll do my visualization there. So I'm still focusing on my breath. Um, so I'm still trying to focus on diaphragmatic breathing, um, even box breathing to an extent, but I'm doing my visualization of my compelling future in that. So um, I think I mentioned to you, I've got like a different thing each day of goals I want to achieve in the future. And each day is, you know, that's my day to visualize that point there because I felt like I got to the point where I was 
know, visualizing one thing and I was like, no, but I've got all these other things I want to achieve too. I need to manifest them into fruition. So I thought, well, how about I break it down into something each day and it you know, worked out perfect with the seven days. I've got seven different things to visualize under a certain category. So, um, yeah, it's, I find that way it's good for me to really focus on um, something, but also still to an extent get the benefits of meditation, even though I'm probably not doing it, like I said, in the typical sense of the word. That's kind of what works for me because I'm, I would classify myself as a thinker. Mm-hmm. So for me to try and turn my brain off, it's just not going to happen. Like it, I struggle big time and I almost don't want to go to that point because ideas come to me when I'm in that sort of meditative state. So, you know, half the time I'll be doing a meditation and then my mind starts racing. I'm like, oh, my God, I've got an idea and I'll write it down. You know, I want that to occur for me. I don't want it to be somewhere where I'm like, no, no, you know, block that out and just focus on my breath or just focus on one thing. I'd rather let it be my time to let my mind run free and, you know, have all my neural connections all firing at once and, you know, come up with something I would never have thought of if I wasn't in that state. So I guess it's almost about dropping those brain states, but at the same time, I feel like my brain's more active and more focused than what it would be if I was just to, yeah, let it do whatever it wants, if that makes any sense. It does. And and I'm sure for, you know, a lot of people who will hear this too, because that's a lot of the, it's myself included and a lot of people that I resonate with, it's, we are creative people and we have these ideas and to try and suppress that actually causes more thinking or more frustration. And it, it actually doesn't make you want to do the practice anymore. Whereas if you can see that as your time to almost do less to start to receive. So it's like allowing those things to come in um, versus going, oh, I have to push, push, push. I have to find this idea. It's like those ideas are already flowing through you. It's actually just allowing yourself to stop and go, oh, my body's stopping. So my mind is in a state where it's, like you said, the dots are able to connect in a really like synchronistic way. And, um, and for people who don't want to sit or be still, um, I don't always do a still meditation. There's things like walking meditations, people who like running, you can put your ears in and um, yeah, pop on a Tony Robbins or a David Goggins or whoever gets you pumped like Eminem or maybe, yeah. And like some mornings I'll just like most mornings I start with um, like sacred chants and it'll just be like ohms or like really, um, really cool, like resonant sounds. And then, um, and then when I feel like I can, when I'm done there, I just, I intuitively know that through my doing my practice consistently, it literally switches from that to like putting fearless motivation on or putting like NF on. And it's just like, if someone was watching me, they'd be like, like, what is happening? You are so bipolar, but um, you just have to kind of find what flows for you. Like you could run and listen to a podcast or you you might need the silence some people really do just need to sit in the silence and I know that at times I really need that but sometimes I'm not always comfortable with not having music on so it's about meeting ourselves where we're at and going okay this is what 
I'm going to use to get into state today and then I'll, I'll practice silence somewhere else in my day. Um, so don't, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I think even last night, for example, like I was going to do, you know, another meditation and visualisation before bed, but I just had this one idea that I just needed to, you know, I, I said to myself, if I don't write it all down now, it's not going to come back to me. And it was just on empowerment. And I think I wrote, um, you know, in this, journal thing i've got the mastering university one i've wrote four or five pages yes. of just notes on you know everything was just flowing to me i guess it's similar to what tony speaks about when he was writing his state of destiny program in fiji or whatever when he just spent the whole day just mm. writing and ideas were coming like i couldn't keep up with you know, i couldn't keep up with the ideas that were coming into my head and stuff and it was just totally like, yeah i haven't really experienced things like that often but when i do i know it's something that I just need to you know, forget about everything else and just focus solely on mm. that. And even for me, that's, I almost feel like that's a meditation for myself because I'm getting my thoughts out onto paper and yeah. it's really refreshing knowing that, oh, okay, like, you know, I understand that now, whereas up here I didn't understand it, but now that it's all on paper, that's almost what I would classify meditation for myself as is understanding so when I go into a meditative state, like I said, it's more creative for me. I often come out with ideas mm. um, that I didn't previously have because I just go, you know, all right, brain, do whatever you want kind of thing. And I know that's something that Jay Shetty talks about as well is whenever he's doing a podcast with someone and someone will say something really cool, he goes, oh, that's something I need to meditate on more to understand it. And it's like people would be like, meditate on, like, can you meditate on that? And he goes, well, that's, I'm just going to provoke that thought in my mind and then just mm. let my mind run free so I can understand that point more. So when people say to me, you know, you're like, you do meditation, I'm like, yeah, but it's not what you think. It's more about letting my mind run free and come up with the ideas rather than trying to, you know, be in a particular pose and think about nothing and just chill. For me, it's almost letting my brain, you know, I reckon if you track my brain waves, they would be spiking more than what they would be when I'm just sitting around doing nothing, to be honest. You know what's really cool with what you were, <clears throat> pardon me, what you were just saying then is like I, I love the way that you explain things because it, it will come across very relatable to a lot of people. And in, in terms of putting it as an understanding, like when you think of yourself understanding like, a math equation or just understanding how to speak or how to type we actually allow ourselves ourselves to stop thinking because we've understood it so it's like by understanding something we it kind of goes i can i can let that go now i'm not putting all of this mental strain and energy into like Oh, I need to figure this out. I need to connect the dots. And like what you were saying about writing, like that's definitely a space where I feel a lot of dots being connected and it's this sort of flow. Um, but you can, you can let go because it, it makes sense or you've got it out or yeah, I, it's just a, it's kind of a, a lot of mind blowing moments for me as well in terms of being able to explain that to um clients and just people in general because yeah. I think people get turned off by you know a, a lot of a lot of things that they might have heard about 
um, yoga or meditation or whatever it is. And I think there's a growing awareness in it that people are more intrigued into it, but they're still kind of like, I don't understand. Um, so this kind of thing of find your thing that allows you to kind of understand something more clearly and for you to then move forward with like kind of excitement or clarity or peace and yeah definitely and yeah writing something I really enjoyed like I just I've always enjoyed writing so you yeah. know whenever I get the opportunity to have my brain going like it was last night and then you know, it was so it's funny, I was going to say empowering, but part of the point, I was writing about empowerment. So, um, yeah, but that's how I felt writing about that. So, um, but yeah, there's just a lot of light bulb moments which I need to go away and think about more as well. But mm -hmm. yeah, oh, it's exciting. It's super exciting. And, you know, something else that's really cool as well is that we were both on a mastermind call last night. And so these kinds of things of, um, when we're incorporating language and focus, it's like we're putting a lot of our focus and energy into people who are also in the education and the, the personal development field. So that naturally um, like attracts like, right? So what you're focusing on there, you're like, oh, I've got an idea because this person's like this, or it's just prompting you to think bigger um, and ask better questions and kind of be stimulated not in a negative way like you know we can we can stimulate yeah. ourselves with food with um distraction and and so many things throughout the day but I'm finding that I'm just buzzed off energy just by having like Sarah and Josh around just by chatting to you and and by doing masterminds and um yeah it's like it is like the Tony thing I almost feel like I, I don't need food or I don't need drink because I'm so buzzed off the things that I have around me at the moment of like, oh, this, everything yeah. is stimulation. It's amazing. 100%. I have not felt hungry once this whole lockdown weekend. And I think I've probably only consumed close to maybe 2,000 calories this whole weekend, which you know, previously I'd be having close to 3,000 a day. Whereas, wow. you know, I can't even remember what I ate on Saturday. The only thing I ate yesterday was my sort of oats, nuts and seeds that mm -hmm. I have in the morning. Some broccoli and carrot, a smoothie. That's it. That's so amazing. But yeah, I don't feel like I need it. I feel like I've just got the energy and that just shows for people that you know, don't think that, that they can do fasting because they'll run out of energy. You actually get more energy as a result of doing it. So yeah. Um, yeah. And just, you know, being around you and being around, you know, the other people in our circles now, like you said, it's just a buzz. Like I feel like I've taken so many big steps this just this weekend alone, just from you know being in close proximity to all you guys and just these the guys masterminds and everything. It's just amazing. <laughs> hey, we're getting the dogs out How quickly. Good. We thought we'd run them and try not to be noisy in that back fight. <laughs> <laughs> <Can't> escape me. <laughs> um. Go enjoy, enjoy your walk. I know it's that stuff. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, it's the instantly ageless stuff. Oh, I'll um, yeah, I'll talk to you about it after. Interesting. All right, hi Tom. Bye Tom. We'll probably catch you when we get back. I'll still. give you another um squeeze of 
The dogs, the lighting's <laughs> terrible here, but uh, here we go. Here's my boy. That's my nephew. That's my nephew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, your uh, so your video is up today, Tom. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> your next video is up today, Tom. Oh yeah. But I reckon he's all over it, yeah. unlike yeah, all of sorry. us. He's probably got it all filmed by yeah. last week. Exactly. It's like, like, oh, we're, <laughs> we're like, what are we doing? <laughs> Me yesterday thinking, what am I doing yesterday? Yes. That's awesome, so good. Right. All right, yes, take man. care, legend. I'll see you soon. Oh, that ice bar. Holy good. Ah. Yeah. 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 There's icicles floating, but it was fine. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Yeah, like that buzz of energy, what we're saying of like just being around like people like, yeah, I'm, I feel so fortunate to be living with such epic people, but then to also, yeah, have you included yeah. in that group of, I know you can feel that buzz when we're all around each other too. And it's like, oh, I just want to hang out literally all the time. And it's, um, it's such a, it's such a cool feeling and um, to find that in people where you literally like, I don't think I'll ever run out of things to say, and I love that. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, last Tuesday was one of, if not the best days I've had this whole year. So it's just yeah. like, I just want to experience that again and again and again because yeah. I feel like, yeah, when I'm around you guys, you know, my life elevates to another level, but I can feel that you know, we all do that. We all yeah. jump to levels beyond ourselves and then we come away from that staying at that level but then the next time we meet the springboard again and it's just you know it'll be exponential growth the more time we spend around each other I think which is just super exciting to think about short term and long term like I know people say you know you overestimate what you can do in a year but you underestimate what you can do in 10 or 5 or whatever it is but you know, yeah. even looking you know I'm excited to see what I'm doing in December this year, you know, Dude. towards the back end of the year, because looking back at where I am now, I feel like you know, the next six to nine months is going to be super transformational. Yeah, just like nursing a nine-month um, legendary baby of awesomeness and success. <laughs> That's what I'm planning on birthing. Yes. Like boom. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. it's so. I'm to start doing you know life summits that are you know, tickets for <laughs> a couple of grand versus. Um, yeah, you know, fourteen ninety five. But if you're saying <laughs> you want to join the live summit, fourteen ninety five. It is the cheapest it will ever be. So jump on that. Yes, I love your style. It's like fourteen ninety five. Sorry, I accidentally put a dot in there. It's fourteen hundred and ninety five. <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> yeah, so cheapest it will yeah. ever be. You know, you're gonna want to jump on it now because it's you know probably one percent of what it's gonna cost you in a year's time. And it's going to be the funniest one that you'll ever go to because you'll see us in our guinea pig awkwardness. And it's like, you know, I, I personally love tracking people's growth right from the beginning. So if I was me watching me, I would jump in on this life summit and totally get it just for a comedy skit um, for six weeks. But there will be a whole heap of awesome information. Like I'm excited at the things that I'm coming up with um, to teach like you know what you were saying about meditation it's like I sit with things now and and I'm just like oh like I can put that in and I have so much more um clarity around it and it's like it just feels limitless like I feel like that is where we're all at at the moment of 
um, I, I feel like previously I've gone into, oh, the, you know, you go through these like really exciting moments and then there's the dip and um, like no doubt we go through highs and lows, but Sarah, Josh and I always say to each other, we're like, we literally never feel at that really, 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 really low point where like crap's bad because when you have like a gratitude practice and you have people like yourself that we get to chat to and check in with, it doesn't allow you to fall it doesn't allow you to listen to your pain in a way. Um, yeah, definitely. I just feel like I was thinking about this this morning, actually, which was just after I'd done my meditation visualization. So again, it's that thought provoking thing for me. Mm. I've always, I always feel like I've never really had a necessarily a support group where I could always just go to regardless of how I'm feeling. So when I'm feeling high, you know, I can go to someone who's going to help me to celebrate that success. But when I'm feeling low, someone to help build me back up, some people I can go to for advice. Any person I've ever really had has been my mum for that. Yeah. And that's only one person again. So, you know, she's always the person I go to when I'm like, yeah, should I do this? Should I do that? But, you know, she's got a very different frame of reference to other people. And now that, you know, I've started connecting with you guys more, it's like, you know, I now have that group of people who are probably more like-minded to where I'm trying to go as well than what my mum is. So, you know, I've got that support group now, which is really, really empowering because I know that if I have a bad day, I can go to people that are going to make me feel better regardless. You know, all it would take is just a message from one of you guys in the um, WhatsApp chat we have to say like, you know, like what you say every day, like how good is life or whatever. (laughs) That brings a smile to my face every time because I'm like, regardless of how I'm feeling, you know, look at the energy she's got, you know, that's so true. How good is life because of the energy that you're bringing and we all bring that to each other regardless of how we're feeling, which is going to naturally elevate our feelings anyway, which is something that I'm so, so grateful for because it's something that, I think I've been looking for for quite a long time, but just never been able to find, never been able to find it through my friends from school just because, you know, I've changed so much since year 12 and I would say they haven't as much and I've kind of grown away from them, which is why I don't really hang out with them anymore because we're just so different now and they're not thinking on the same level that I'm thinking. So, but it's, yeah, amazing to have found that group um, with you guys. And like I said, I'm so grateful for that. (laughs) We love you. We're like, oh, Tom, like he's just the best. Like such a, yeah, you're just such a well-rounded and mature person. I think, you know, between the three of us here, like we definitely have always felt like we've had this extremely unique bond. And, you know, people will say to me, oh, you know, going into business with your sister or living with your sister again. I'm like, you don't realize like, I am so the best person around these people because they elevate me and they, you know, and I elevate them and it doesn't feel like we're trying to do that. We just do it because it's like you kind of want to serve them and you love them and we are literally (laughs) raving fans and it's, um, and it's so cool, you know, like to have someone else who, who has that background, like, you know, where, your mum has been a huge part of your, you know, support network and will be moving forward. And there's also the side that with family and what I've found with family is that 
you know, there's the limitation there because they still, she still sees you as her baby and she's going to treat you in ways that, you know, she, she doesn't know how to navigate with communicating how to like get you through this stage of success because she's never done the work that you do. And um, I know she's prompted you into a lot of like the, the help that you've needed or the support mentally or, you know, pushing you into the Tony events. But at the same time, I think you've, you've really taken on such a huge, huge shift, which is inspiring. And like to do that alone, like I just take my hat off to you to kind of, you know, have kept pushing with that without an accountability group, because that is really, um, it's a really, really huge thing for people moving forward into personal development you need a crew, you need a tribe, you need people, like you said, like the four of us can literally message, like the three of us hang out in the house and we still message into the group so that we can all see what's going on, you know? So it's not just like all of us ganging up on Tom or Tom just messaging to us. It's like, no, we can connect individually. And sometimes I feel like chatting with Josh, sometimes I just love my time with my sister. And then I just love our chats here. And, um, and then it's really cool that you two will get to catch up next Friday to, you know, like do your thing. And like that shit excites me of like, yes, go and do your thing. Like I want to be with my girl. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, like I said, I just can't wait to see what the next six months bring just because, you know, who knows? And that's the exciting thing. Like I know it's one of the six human needs. You've got certainty, but then uncertainty for me at the mm. moment, I'm just like, Wow, uncertainty is so cool. Where have you always sat? Because my need for uncertainty and variety has always been really high and still is moving forward. Yeah. Um, certainty and significance was where I was always at until UPW, mm. which is most people. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, a product of my past, um, you know, growing up, you know, my whole childhood. Um, I needed the significance, you know, that was always something I was chasing because I never felt like I got it. So, you know, and it's one of the six human needs. So for me, it jumped right to the top because I was always chasing the significance and I just wanted to do things for the significance aspect of things. Um, and then the certainty as well, I guess. It's, a, it's an interesting one. It's still something that I feel like I value highly-ish. Um, because I've always just liked to have peace of mind, I guess, and just know that what I'm doing is going to pay off or is going to work. And, you know, the unknown in the past has kind of, um, I guess, scared me to an extent, but now I'm kind of leaning more towards the uncertainty and viewing that as something exciting rather than viewing that as something that's a negative. But I think contribution and growth is probably the two main ones that I value at the moment just because I want to grow as much as I can and as soon as I feel like I'm not going anywhere or even if I'm regressing, for me, I'm like, all right, I just need to get out of that ASAP. You know, I need to change something right now because, you know, progress equals happiness, as Tony talks about. So, and I realised that in myself. You know, I wrote some notes down during Wealth Mastery. I was like, oh, so that's why I feel this way when this happens because I'm not actually progressing and that's why I don't feel happy in those situations mm -hmm. you know i feel like i'm regressing which is why i don't feel good so um you know growth is huge in contribution you know 
being able to serve people um, and just help people to get to where they want to go because I know certain people have had a massive impact on my life and have helped me to change a lot and I just, you know, I'm so grateful for that but I also want to be able to, you know, do that with other people. Like, you know, for example, if um, I think Reese is still watching, uh, you know, I only met him a few weeks ago, but, you know, He's one of my cool main goals at the moment is to help him start a really successful career in personal training because, you know, I've had the help myself from people like Kobe and a few other people. Um, I don't know how powerful it is having someone to help you out when you first get into the industry. And, you know, I really, you know, he's a really passionate guy. He's, you know, he's smashing it at the moment. He's got all these ideas, he's following through on things. And, you know, I get inspired by seeing the work that he does. So I'm like, well, if I can help him reach the levels that he wants to get to, if not above and beyond that as well, mm. then for me, that makes me, you know, that inspires me, but it also helps him to achieve the life that he wants to. So, Contribution and growth are probably the two that I would probably consciously seek out the most at the moment, but mm. still subconsciously, um, I still feel like I definitely have a need for certainty, significance, not so anymore. That was something that I completely eliminated um, when we went through that values process at Tony Robbins because I think from memory it was my third <clears throat> overall, might have even been my first overall value that I didn't realise was that high. Like, I think it was success and achievement was number one and significance was number two. And I always just wanted to do things to be and feel significant. But, um, yeah, now it's not even on my value list and I don't even think I'd be close to being in my top 20, 30, 40 if I was to go down the list just because I do not care about being significant. All I'm doing now is just focusing on me and focusing on doing my thing. And I know that in the back of my head that will come but I don't care if it doesn't. And I just saw how much like you lit up when you were talking about like growth and contribution. And that's definitely something that I'm, yeah, moving towards and always will be, I think. Like that's that kind of spiritual, um, those spiritual needs that once you've kind of moved through the other ones, I think I'm probably sitting in like love and connection because that's where I feel um, I need to operate to be my best self because I was probably quite similar yeah and like very similar to you Tom in the sense of I didn't realize significance was one of my leading needs and and certainty actually was to an extent but I but I would always like um what's the word uh it'll come to me I'd like you kind of yeah, like you sabotage yourself in certain areas. So it's like I would bring in my need for variety through quitting or changing jobs, but then my need for certainty in, in money or or like that security side, it would it would like be hindered. And then I'd go on this like wave of like needing certainty, uncertainty, certainty, uncertainty. And then the significant side, um, just speaking to the the sense of I've basically always lived by myself I've surrounded myself with people in in work and I've got really good friends and family but at the end of the day most of the time I was coming home to live by myself and while I really enjoyed that it really made me focus so much on myself that it, it wasn't helpful anymore it was to the point of <clears throat> it's me and only me and 
and that's you know even living with other people so like when I was living with Sarah and Josh prior in Queensland that taught me so much about myself of how to um exist in in community and in relationship and then again going through that time in Tassie I was by myself and now moving back in with them I just feel like it's the practice in motion of like how I integrate and like we're such a cool team here like we operate really well like I love being in the kitchen I love cleaning like I love doing whatever but it's not like I go to the kitchen to get significance or I clean for significance it's like we just do that because we know how everything is kind of rolling and I think just speaking to the point of of love and connection when you're feeling loved and connected with either like your partner or the people that you just genuinely love like your friends and your family um you're not feeling a need to always be well I'm Tom and I'm the best and I'm Lauren and I'm the best at this and that that's one of being being one of the biggest things about doing the the seminars and the masterminds is that I get so genuinely happy for people's like success and their stories that I'm just like it's such a nice feeling um and yeah and it was really cool to at work the other day when I was at the cafe um one of the girls there said because I love serving and I someone I just said what are you up to today like what are you up to tomorrow is it your Friday or is it your day off and they're like yeah I'm on holidays I was like yes like that's amazing and anyway they left and then the girl at work she just goes you are just like the nicest person I was like what do you mean and she's like you are just genuinely happy for everyone and I was like I'm genuinely happy in myself because like I'm feeling like I'm loved and connected at home that I can genuinely be happy and loving towards other people so it's this thing of like I don't do that inauthentically of like yay go you it's like no I'm I'm excited because they know how good it feels to have a weekend and I know how good it feels to kind of reach a part of your week where you know you get a little bit of play or rest and um yeah it's that side of stuff where it's cool to I guess be in a loving space and and not just say the word like I love you but it's like be love and be connected Do you know yeah. what I mean definitely definitely oh yeah I definitely feel that vibe from you as well I can tell but yeah, like I'd love to see you in that cafe environment. I feel like everyone <laughs> that comes in walk away with a smile on their face, which is, you know, it's something free to do. Like it doesn't cost you to be nice to people and to help them, you know, walk away with a smile on their face, right? Like you're yeah. bringing the energy and that's, it could be the one thing that, you know, lights up their day or their week and they go, oh, wow, you know, how amazing was that chick that served me the coffee or whatever, right? Like it's just... And then it's the whole ripple effect or butterfly effect, as people call it. You know, they then go home and they're, you know, nicer to their partner than what they have been. They're nicer to their kids than what they have been. The kids go to school, they're nicer to their friends. Mm-hmm. They're nicer to their friends. They're just, you know, that's what I think about when I'm with clients, for example. Yes. Yeah. You know, regardless of how shitty a day they've had, I want, I'm always, and regardless of how shitty a day I've had as well, I'm always trying to bring the energy. I tell myself, you know, game time switch on you've got to bring the energy you know whether i'm feeling flat or tired or fatigued i have to bring that energy 
because if I do and my client walks away from the session feeling good about themselves, then that's going to portray to the next person and the next and the next and the next. And that's how we create a better world, basically, where everyone's feeling good about themselves. But, you know, if I come across and, you know, complain about how bad my day's been, that doesn't give them the energy they need. And when they go home, they complain about their day, that, you know, they might get into an argument with their partner and then the kids see that, the kids get upset, they go to school and then, you know, not nice to their friends and then it's the ripple effect again but in the opposite direction to what we want so yeah, yeah like I said it's something free it doesn't cost you anything to do it and it's a mindset but once you get into that mindset life unfolds in ways that it never has before it's so cool isn't it too like I guess to come from backgrounds too that are you've gone through things to know that you know, things aren't always good. And I think like reading body language is something you and I are probably both quite passionate about in terms of, you know, physically we both work in um, or have trained in understanding the body. But I think I tend to look at people's faces so much and eye contact hasn't been something that I've always been good at. But like just observing, looking in someone's eyes and, you know, seeing their their body language of like like hello dear like how are you like can I help you or is there something that you're after and you just chat to them and you know they can respond angrily or do whatever but I think when you keep responding with love and it's like not in love me love me it's like you respond with love and compassion and you go I see you I hear you I want to hear you and and while you might be being rude to me or you're seeming really blunt. There's a reason behind that. People aren't naturally mean. I well, I don't feel like they are. And I know that people can say like there's sociopaths and 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 that side of thing, but like I don't think we come across them all all the time. And and I think like most people are generally tired or stressed and and often their story isn't heard. Like that's something that I'm so passionate about as to why I do the, like the podcast that I do. It's like, and just even these chats, it's like giving the people the chance to be heard and to be seen because often they go home to either nobody or a partner that's not hearing or seeing them in the way that they want to be heard or seen. And like we were talking about with the love languages, it's like, some people just need quality time um, or they just need a touch on the hand to go like, you're going to have a good day. And it's like, that could change everything for them. But if you mix anger with anger, no one's benefiting. Like I, I just don't see, I've never, I don't, yeah, just never been that person to turn up to work, to take my anger out on somebody. I'm just like, it's not what I'm here yeah. to do. And I reckon, yeah, you're, you'd have such a cool vibe I'd love to see you in your area as well like I know PT's the the title but I think it's it's so much more than that it's um yeah yeah play many roles I think what is it I think it's could be a Tony quote, it could be a Jay Shetty quote or it could be someone completely different I'm sure both of them have spoken about it but I think, I have a feeling it's Jay Shetty, I'm leaning towards him, but this, one of them said once, what if we were to treat everyone as if they're doing the best they can with what they know and their current circumstances? Yeah. Like if someone, you know, walks into, you know, 
get a coffee from you and you know they get upset with you and angry with you and complain and stuff like that they're only doing the best with what they know under their current circumstances so maybe they are having a really bad day and maybe historically in their family the way that you know their parents took that out would be to complain and be angry and that's the model they're working off and that's their frame of reference they don't know any better so how can they be better they've never been shown something different so how can they be different and that's where I think, you know, for change to occur is you need to show someone something different than what they currently have, right? Like change isn't yeah. going to occur unless you can see something different than what your current circumstances already are. So um, I'm sure there's, oh, there's a quote about that, which I can't think of the top of my head, but it's another one of my favourites. But like, you know, if we were to treat everyone with that and go, you know, understand that when someone says, you know, something mean to you or something like that it's, they're only doing the best with what they know and that's how they know to handle their own emotions and their you know internal conflicts don't get upset with them back because you do know better that's awesome i i reckon you would have lit up with the part in um in the relationship part two when they were you know saying uh how when one person and it, it doesn't mean like just a, a partnership relationship just any anyone friendship whatever um is that when you're in a where you're in a place to raise somebody up why wouldn't you like if you're you know what I mean it's not waiting for the other person to apologize it's not waiting because it's like I'm always the one that apologizes or I'm that person it's like if you're in a state where you're clear enough to go, hey, like I was out of line, I made a mistake or, hey, I know I wasn't there to listen to you. Can you be that person to, to step up, like to, to own that? And even though it can feel frustrating at times, I think when you get into the mindset of I'm doing this for love, it actually dissipates the frustration of like, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve that person in, in all their essence. And I, I certainly know that when I've been at my lowest, when I'm serving in whatever aspect, whether that's cooking, whether that's calling my mum, whether that's writing a letter or working or, I don't know, chatting to someone at the grocery store and complimenting them. It's like when you do something for somebody else, it ignites your soul in a whole other way and that's like my premise for contribution I'm just like I want to continually be able to you know look after myself so that I can I can serve on a huge scale and like I want to serve my partner and I want to serve like everyone that I come into contact with to like make them the best version of themselves because I genuinely light up when I see that I've lit somebody else up. So it's like, again, like you said, it's that butterfly effect of um, being able to, to match that and um, yeah, amp people, I guess, or be the halo. <laughs> yeah, the way I would describe that is empowering other people. And again, mm. that's exactly what I was writing last night. That's the breakthrough I had in the mastermind we had last night. Like, yeah empowerment's where it's at for me and yeah. that's where I kind of want to start to go with the things I want to do in life is I want to empower people so by coaching them by helping them to achieve their dreams even through 
uh, the life summit, I feel like people are going to come away from the stuff I share feeling more empowered because they're like, okay, I now know exactly what foods I need to eat to mm-hmm. have the energy to go all day, or I know what foods I need to avoid. You know, it's that whole feeling of, you know, for me, that's just the word that when I relate back to, you know, the darkest times of my life where things changed, it was watching Prince EA, um, spoken word videos on YouTube, empowerment. It was listening to the music artists that I listened to, empowerment. Listening to Tony, Jay Shetty, Tom Billy, Lewis Howes, all those guys on podcasts mm. with the guests they have. Again, that's empowerment. Um, you know, there was a few other things I wrote down in there too, but every the most pivotal moments of my life are when I felt most empowered. So for me, that's the basis of like when we went through the business um, stuff last night, you know, what is your business actually? I was looking at PT going, I'm not really in the empowerment business. I don't feel like with the clients I have, I'm in the empowerment business. I'm almost in the emotional rectification business where people come Uh, to me because they want to feel a particular emotion. A lot of them are going through an internal conflict or something where they're below below baseline and all I'm really doing is helping them to get back to baseline because Mm. most of them are overweight so they've let themselves go and they just want to get back to baseline. They just want to get back to average, to normal, to feel good about themselves. Whereas for me, I would much prefer to work with someone that wants to go from baseline and elevate their life to really feel that empowerment. Mm. So I went, okay, well, maybe this isn't the right business for me. Maybe I, or if it is, I need to start to change up the way I do things to get into the empowerment business too. You know, I want that to be the basis of everything I do is empowerment because that's just my buzzword at the moment. That's the thing. Mm, that's, look you know, at your I body. You're just like. Back to. <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> so like, good. And I've got, I've got an idea that um, I want to share with the three of you when um, we're off camera because I just don't want someone listening to it and stealing my idea. But um, <laughs> it's around empowerment, which I think would be pretty cool. Um, I have no idea how we would do it and how we would make it successful because it's definitely not a field that I've ever dabbled in. But I we know will. people who have made it successful. Um, it's a saturated business, but I reckon we've got a point of difference. So I'm cool. keen to talk to you guys about that at some point, which would be cool. Done. I, I already feel confident that we'll be able to pull it off whatever it is. So I'm excited to yeah. hear that, but I also would love for you to um, yeah, send through your what you wrote in your journal if you're open to that as well, because I yeah, genuinely love yeah. writing. And yeah, if you're not yeah, cool with sharing. I, I'm, I'm pretty good at detecting. <laughs> if you can read doctor's notes, you can read anything. <laughs> they scribble. <laughs> um that's so amazing isn't it just like oh I feel like I could keep chatting I keep getting more lit up and like just you talking about that then has given me so much clarity around probably the business I was in and I think I I sought out um people to be in like a counseling business essentially of like you know, it was, you know, it's like I could call it yoga, whatever I was teaching them, but they were there for the conversation. It was there for like, like you said, the emotional rectification. I think that's a really eloquent and cool way of, of wording it. And, but I think I also, I also enjoyed the counseling side. Like I felt like, Oh, this is fun. But I like in, in retrospect and with, 
with the knowledge that we have here now, it's like I think that was probably operating from a point of significance because when I'm when I'm helping them, it's like, yes. oh, well, like I'm so good and I've moved through that. It's like, actually, I got no fucking idea. Like I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm happy when I'm here because I'm serving, but it's making me feel significant because you feel good. And I don't really know what I've done other than talk to you. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Well, actually, you changed my primary question last night because I always felt like it was a bit vague and superficial, but I was just never able to put my finger on what it exactly was. So um, I'm sure you remember doing the primary question. Yeah, I've got mine up on my mirror. Um, yeah, so mine, my old one was, how can I share love and passion to lead people towards positive change right now? Yeah. And I felt it but I knew that it still needed work, but I couldn't put my finger on what it was. So now it is, how can I share love and passion to lead people towards empowerment right now? Because again, that's the feeling I really want to convey. And I feel for me, like that is more empowering, having that as my primary question. Can you slow it down? Feel empowered. Slow it down. Can you slow it down and say it again? Yeah. So... How can I share love and passion to lead people towards empowerment right now? Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, that's the that's the new one. I love it. Sorry, I cut you off with what you were saying before. I just I felt like I missed it. <laughs> no, I was just saying, you know, that's the emotion that I want to share with people because yeah. For me, I feel like that's one of the most pivotal emotions I've ever felt in my life that's helped me to change the course and direction where, of where I've wanted to go and where I have gone. So if people can feel that same emotion, I feel I feel like that's the thing that gets, you know, that starts everything but gets you going and keeps you going as well. Like the more empowerment you feel, the more you're just going to build in momentum and speed. Um and it's just something that once you know how to harness it, because you know the process is similar to the stuff I was speaking about this morning, um, you know, about what we do every morning to get ourselves in state, you know, the empowered state is where ultimately the state I'm trying to seek at all times because it does have little subcategories of it, I guess, to an extent. But, mm. you know, once I'm in that state, I feel like I can do anything. I or don't feel I know that I can do anything. Yeah. As soon as I'm not feeling empowered, I don't think I can do anything. Whereas when I'm in that state, I'm like, oh, my God, I can literally <laughs> do whatever the hell I want and I'm going to make it happen. So if we live in that state, then there's no reason that we can't have or do whatever the hell we want. I think that's why I tend to um message you in capitals and I'm like, man, he must think I'm, like, intense, but I just, I feel like lowercase <laughs> is just not cutting it most of the time. I'm like, how do I get this across that I'm just, like, Ah, it's um yeah it's such a cool feeling like you said when you're in state I'm gonna go and see if I can find um no I know exactly where my my question is it's on my mirror but I just thought I would I would read mine to see if um yeah what it's where it's at I think you'd actually like my poster because I got all excited on um Canva and got my creativity on um, See, I physically handwrote mine. I haven't printed mine out or anything. Um, Josh printed ours. Yeah. 
So, for example, with my towards values, I wrote them all in green because they're the things I want to go towards, like the green light. Oh, wow. Yeah, me too. So, I wrote mine in green. So, yes. And so, they're like my power. Power virtues is like I am courage, I am faith, I am love, and I am whole. And then yeah, I've got like my my relationship vision, and then like my top four one year goals, like yes, that kind of music album. That's so cool. Yeah, so I always that was my goal when I moved to Tassie. Um, and so I'm in the middle of doing that for people's inspiring stories this year. Um, but I'm, I've got so many things happening, like with all of our stuff and, um, yeah, just work in general. But I've, I've got a few songs that I'll, I'll share with you um, that, that aren't those people's, but ones that I've written. So um, my mission statement is, my mission statement is, the purpose of my life is to be my authentic self, experience unconditional love, and to inspire and heal myself and others. Um, but my, my actual primary question, which is something that I do come back to, is how can I embody even more grace and patience in this moment? And, um, oh, like, there were so many ones, like what you were saying, um, Tom, in terms of, like, love and everything. And, you know, I had that at some point, but I, I think even above and beyond health and vitality for me, which I know was like up on Tony's, his, his list. And then Sarah and Josh also put it as their number one for their um, oh, towards values. I actually, I put grace and patience above that because for me to be the healthiest version, I actually need to be patient with myself and give myself grace in those moments when I'm not being the best version of myself so that actually then second from that is like health and vital uh, mine's actually health and i think it was like health and energy or health and balance or something um yeah health and energy was mine yeah i think yeah i think mine was health and energy that's cool um but yeah the grace and patience above all else and like that's something that i i write down is like you know in my journals like i embrace uh, I, what is it? I embrace myself wholly, guided by the abundance of love, grace, and wisdom. And, you know, having that kind of thing in it and not just like, oh, it's all health, it's all health. It's like actually give yourself grace in that as well. Because I, I guess the people that I look up to, they do do it gracefully and they do have that wisdom. Hey, buddy. Um, yeah like and it's i just find that is like the pivotal moment of health for me thanks legend oh my favorite mitzvah and the dogs yeah and the dogs i guess oh here you go puppy thanks dude come here you come up with auntie so beautiful. Oh my god. I know you guys are speaking so about how bad bread is, but do you want some avocado <laughs> on the toast? Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I'm not in. Don't know. Tom, shut your ears for a second. I don't want white bread with avocado on toast. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> 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 
Let's go. Tom, when you come stay here or when we all like get it, do an when Airbnb. When he's moving in. <laughs> when we do an Airbnb together, um, you should probably host breakfast and stuff because, yeah. I feel like I would get more disciplined if you were here. I'd, it'd be competitive though. It'd be like, no, nah, I don't eat white bread, bitch. No, nah, not happening. Yeah, totally. I think that side of things for me, like coming from, I guess the background like that I've had in that is like for me to just have that play and to have that, again, the patience and the love of like, I love food and to, to remember that it's okay to enjoy things like I think a lot of the times I haven't enjoyed what I've done especially when it's been you know around like counting calories or counting blah and I know you see that more on a scientific level but even just hearing the word counting calories for me is like a total off put because it just is like a yeah. that that doesn't work for me like it just is a um guess it takes me back to a dark place of like it goes unhealthy for me versus like for you it keeps you in check because it's I guess rules um like yeah, yeah I yeah it's so interesting like something that I love um that I reckon you'd love as well is that in one of the recipe books that my mum made me for my birthday one of my birthdays is that she because we'd always cook together and I would always sit in the kitchen with her. And I guess that's probably why I love cooking so much um, because it reminds me a lot of her. And um, she made me this recipe book at 16 that everything in it, she had like a dose of love in it. And I always thought that if I ever owned a cafe or I owned like a little health food store that I would like, you know, it's like having an extra shot of coffee, but it's like, I would love yeah. to have it like an extra shot of love and that goes towards like a charity, like that people actually pay like 50 cents extra for love. Like, do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, but we'll see. I feel like that's something I'll yeah. have to do at some point. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think a cafe would be pretty cool actually. Yeah. Because you can just get as creative as you want with it, like with the name, the vibe, the, like you said, doing things like that, it'll just be something you can just go all out in. And I think that's all my friend Lena from Queensland, she's actually in the process of selling her cafe at the moment, but she's opening a burger bar. Yeah. And when I hear her talk about it, she's so passionate about, you know, she goes, oh, I'm going to have, you know, this vibe in it. You know, we're going like for the old school, like, you know, rap hip hop vibe in the yeah. burger bar. We're going to have, you know, these are the burger names are going to be designed in this way. And, right so you say to try it when I hear that I'm like I want to work with her like that's the kind of I guess probably the difference in like I love that kind of stuff where you know I, I always get conflicted with you know teaching yoga and like having that background because people go it's what you're good at like teach yoga and I'm like actually I could I think I could travel the world in a van making coffees and vibing to music but also like doing a whole heap of other projects there's something about knowing what people love like particularly food or drinks and like to be able to do that and have your own tunes on or like yeah make cool names for whatever you're giving them it's like it it gives you such cool conversation with people and like to really light up their day in terms of just 
what someone else might consider small, but I feel like I'd have like an amazing cafe vibe. I just, I know I could yeah, run one. I agree. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, if you ever want to open one up, let me know and I'll somehow find a way to help you out. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Would you, would you be keen for like a, um, an on the road one or like a, are you kind of a, a settled one? Not like a settled one, but like a, a solid one. Yeah, I reckon having your own place would be cool. Because mm. um, you can just, yeah, that you're trying to, to have, then you can almost get your niche there as well. Like you can say, you know, these are the type of people I want coming to my cafe, um, which, yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool actually. I'm starting to I can feel my brain just wants to start <laughs> going just Dude come up with different ideas. <laughs> you know what's actually just got me so crazy um now is like because I've just ordered like the hot chocolate stuff and the protein stuff. It's like we could make I'm I'm like you're already employed with me now. Um, but we could make like cool <laughs> health shakes and shit. Like that would just I'm writing stuff down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You're gonna need a new notebook. But how fun would that be? Can we do it? Let's do yeah. it. Cause then that would draw in clients, wouldn't it? Really? Like that would be my yeah. ideal clients too, because I guess like hearing you speak in that way of you want to take people from from the baseline to raise them up where you've, you know, you've previously been bringing them maybe to baseline, but maybe not even there. And I think that's yeah. so where I'm at as well. And, and I, it would be so cool because we could bring in like all of the stem cell stuff, like the, um, the proteins, you've got it down. Yep. You're so like on my train of thought, can we just like merge I'll as one person? Things like, you know, you know, yes. food, drink sucks, you know, real health food, not the fake mm. stuff like, you know, health freaking cafe and all this mm -mm. health foods. Like, you know, we make something that is legit. Dude, and then we can put out, like, articles and shit when they take their coffee. It's like, here's yeah. our little, like, um, article for this drink. Okay, I'm so lost. I need to just go and, like, sit in the ice bath for a second and cool down. Um, yeah. Let's do That's it. Like two yeah. <laughs> Like how, cause I don't think you'd need a, a space that big, but I, I'm someone, I love space though. Like I love, I love atmosphere and I think having, you know, like I guess to start something like that, you don't need to start it big and, and we can start just by brainstorming. But um, in terms of like an actual ideal space for me, I love wood. I'm like such a organic earthy that vibe like wood with like exposed yeah. beams but then also kind of that brick yeah. on the wall hipster look and it's like yeah yeah, yeah i'm just thinking like you could literally name smoothies and stuff like the mitochondrial optimizer or something like that that's just <laughs> yes um, there's your point of difference right right like i love that because you know that the like us who would be there I'm, I'm already visualizing it that's so cool you're probably just like this chick is so nutso and I love it but I, I'm I'm getting the feeling that you're you're on the same wavelength at the moment so I'm rolling with it um it's you know like I guess 
when I've gone into places that I love, and this is something that I said to someone at the cafe the other day, like this chick came up and I said, what can I get you? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I said, what kind of mood are you in? And she's like this. I'm like, I'm going to make you this and this and this and this. And she's like, oh my God, you are exactly who I need. And it's like having that kind of thing of when people come in, they almost have that like little quizzer thing of like, what mood are you in? Like, what are you wearing? Like, what do you need? And then like they chat to you or they chat to me and it's like, I'm going to make you something special. And it like has that, you know, that biohack thing to it. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. and if they're feeling like they need more love or like they need, they need a big hug, it's like you can have the big hug smoothie that gives you all of like, you know, your fatty essentials. Like, um, yes. Like, <laughs> let's do this. Let's this is, do oh, this. I, was, I just thought of something the other day because it must have been a month or two ago that I was driving back from the gym. Um, and I drove past you know, one of the cafes that's just on one of the streets not too far from me. And I was literally, literally thinking, I feel like I could open my own cafe. Like, it wouldn't be, Dude, like, what? surely it wouldn't be that hard and stuff. And now it's like, oh, it's wait, actually, this could actually be a real thing. Over just an Instagram live and now we're like, <laughs> shit, this, let's, let's do this. <laughs> and this is actually so congruent with state. Like what we were talking about from the beginning, when you were in state, like things literally just fall in and like coming back to, to meditation in a way, it's like we've understood something. We've, we've kind of nutted it out and we've spoken it out. And I don't have no friggin' idea how long it's been, dude. Um, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Uh, Thanks for saying that. That's so cool. But like speaking it out, like in masterminding and doing things like this, how would have this ever yes. have come about? And I am, how, how can we start this? Like how, what's our next step? Do yeah. we need to end this live and literally start getting on this? Yeah, I'm just writing some notes down now because I'm just trying to think of um, some stuff I've read through um, Seth Godin's book, This Is Marketing. Mm -hmm. um, because you need to start with something that people need, not with something you think people will want. So, right. like, for me, I think the thing that people need at the moment is clarity around what is actually good for them and what is going to help them to live a life full of energy. Because the thing I see in the fitness industry, for example, is people saying, Oh, I have this sugar-free thing, you know, it's not that bad for you because it's sugar-free, you know, it doesn't matter, and I'm looking at it going, yes, but it has this chemical, this chemical, this chemical, this chemical, that is not mm. good for you. So people don't actually realise what they're putting into their body just because it's sugar-free, they think it's quote-unquote healthy. So I feel like people need need to know what is actually healthy and what is actually going to provide them with energy, but then if we take it from the cafe perspective, we're literally giving them the foods and drinks and things that are healthy. They can come to us and know that everything they come in for is going to help them to optimise their condition, optimise their mitochondria, optimise their energy, everything like that. You know, it's just like, oh, so I'm so excited <laughs> because, like, um, I always had this vision for a cafe too where it's like it's always changing like the theme of things are changing we're always you know updating with what the research is or like what the mood of the day is like you know and that's through just music alone but I kind of always thought that it would have like quirky things on you know the side of the walls that people can stick up and and there's like a photo booth thing where they 
they can even do that as like they take a photo with their drink and post it and and just things to keep them accountable and like make it fun but I'm I'm someone who's like I need so many different things in it so I feel like it's almost like a a Narnia a Narnia cafe where there's like you know the earth the water the fire element the the different parts in the cafe that they can be in so it's like there's the jungle or then there's the bean bags and then there's the you know the swinging chair or whatever it is for the air um but I don't yeah. know. It just, I'm, I'm wild at the moment. I'm feeling real ramped and <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think I'm just going to go away and just start to let my brain go again cool. um, because I'm just coming up with, I just come up with a name already. We could almost call it health hacks or something like that. Health you know, hacks. Ca- cafes. Yes. Something to, you know, that's something to build on to find something else, I guess. But I just like, you know. I love that. And and yeah, also because, maybe. You know, it shows people what they need to do. And, and like meditate on like where empowerment comes into that, whether that's through like our mission. Because I think as well, it's important to have a story if you have a store. They're definitely the stores that I love that have a story behind their mission and whether that's including like our individual missions or we come up with one for, you know, the cafe, but I think empowerment in there definitely plays a role, but I love the term health hack. I think that, you know, like that, yeah, it's just, it's got something about it, like the alliteration for one thing, but um, it's um, yeah, it, it kind of explains it in the name. Like I just think the term biohacking just intrigues me, and I want to know more of that. So I'm excited yes. for, um, yeah, I'm I'm freaking wild. I feel like we could create a really cool, and uh, not that logos for cafes and stuff really would make a difference, but I feel like we could come up with a with a name like Health Act. We could come up with a really cool logo that just packs a punch as well you know I feel like that's something with that name you can come up with something that people look at and go wow that's cool I can already imagine it I have like because it's two h's it's like a goalpost of like the h's on the outside and then the little one yeah. in between and it's like a plus sign in the middle yeah, yeah kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and it's like reason. ah I'm trying to think of like, oh, you could almost have like, you know, as the as the logo, like a picture of a brain that just looks like it's absolutely going off with like brain waves or like a, you know, somehow, you know, like a mitochondria that's like bursting with energy or something like that. Dude. I don't know how, I, how it would go, but, you know, something... Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So cool. <laughs> this is so funny for anybody watching. They're just going to be like, if this Reese guy's still watching, it's just like mind blown moment <laughs> after mind blown moment on screen. Like, I forgot that we were on screen live because yeah. I was so in depth talking to you. Of like, I think our viewers have gone up now. Of like, what's happening on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're Yes, totally. Um, I'm super stoked. Yeah, I'll look into like some imagery of like the mitochondria and like even anything like atom related. Um, yeah. Or like I'll even. Talk to Lena as well about how to run 
run a successful cafe. Cool. That would be epic because, um, yeah, she sounds like the chick to oh, go to. Still here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, uh, oh, I, can't, I didn't see that there was much. all of... Uh, I didn't see that, like, all of these comments were coming through. It can cost you more not to be nice. Uh, yes, you are still here. We love you, Reese. We're actually saying that at home, like, Sarah and I um, were saying, like, this Reese dude, don't know who he is, but he needs to be a friend. So, booyah, raving yeah. fan. We cannot yeah. wait to have you in the Life Summit, dude, and, um, yeah, to hear more of you. So, great energy. Yeah, awesome. Um, All right, well, I guess for those that haven't joined the Life Summit already, go and click on the Facebook group and get your ticket, Fourteen ninety five. cheapest it will ever be, yeah. so <laughs> come and join us for an event that will change your life. It just cracks me up because I know that we're both not salespeople, but I love it because I love <laughs> stepping into it of like, no, dead set, go and get your ticket now, it's fourteen ninety five. Yeah. hurry up. And it starts this well, Friday. Numbers, so <laughs> everyone just go and do it now so we know. I'm disappointed that our numbers didn't have a three in it. It's, it's a little bit disappointing. Mm, yeah, that's all right. Hashtag sure JTLS. <laughs> I freaking love Reese. <laughs> Hashtag JTLS. Yeah, if, if anybody watches this, repost it with hashtag JTLS. So if you miss the memo, it's join the Life Summit, but then it's Josh, Tom, Lauren, Sarah. So mic drop. And I reckon my phone's going to die as well. Oh, my goodness. This has been yeah, an no incredible chat. On, but it'd be low, I Amazing. It's low, but we're high. Nailing it. Yes. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Cool. So over the next few days up until Friday, um, we will be uploading another video of ourselves, like getting you more amped for the Life Summit to come. So we're super, super pumped. We're putting in a whole bunch of work. And as you can have just seen, we're also putting in a whole heap of work in other areas, which is just really, really cool. Um, uh, I just, I love our chats, dude. It, it really lights up my day. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for jumping on with me again. Happy, happy days, and let's get health hacking caffeine. Yeah, awesome. All right, I'll start making some more notes. All right, sounds great. Take care, Ledge. Catch you later. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. I really enjoyed recording it and I truly hope that you feel lighter, more inspired and that it really has added value to you or maybe somebody that you shared it with. Keep tuning in and please subscribe, like and share this episode or the episode that you love the most on your social media page and tag me in it and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And if you're not on the social media train, that's cool. Just reach out to me via text or email and I'll get back to you there. The more feedback that you continue to give, the more value I can continue to give back to you. And with that, I'm signing out with oceans of love and light. Loth.